Welcome to In The Frame. During your visit you may be met with explicit language and references, and spoilers throughout. You have been warned. Hi guys, and welcome to In The Frame. We love films, and we're the opinion nobody asked for. I'm Will. I'm Rodeo. I'm Sam. And I'm Dan. And this week, we're talking about Evil Dead, the remake from 2013. Okay, so we've just watched Evil Dead. First impressions. Yeah, I've seen this film quite a few times. I really love it. I love the practical effects, the score, everything, and I'm a massive fan of the Evil Dead franchise anyway, the series as well, so. I mean, I think my favorite thing about it is probably the fact that it was just practical effects. There isn't any kind of CGI or anything like that. Everything that you actually mm. see in the frame was actually there, so the actors are really reacting to it pretty authentically. Horror's not my thing. <laughs> <laughs> but as a non-horror watcher, though, what did you think of kind of the character development and all the kind of things that you look for in a film that isn't necessarily a horror I mean, film? the one thing they did do is the character development was all done in the first two minutes of the film. Mm by, oh, are you still teaching? Um, or, um, oh, you're my brother, you know, kind of thing. So, but I kind of, like, they kind of needed that, I think. They needed some kind of development, and I think they did a little bit more than most horror films do. So, mm. and the characters um, seem relatively genuine, and I really liked the reason that they were there, was the fact that she was getting over her heroin abuse. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like, quite, um, yeah. uh, it's kind of, unique for this type of genre. It's, it's really refreshing having a solid reason why they can't actually leave the cabin yeah. because most times in a horror film you want them to just run away. Yeah, <laughs> like, like why don't you do that? But it's yeah. established in this film, why not? Um, so I really like that aspect of it. I thought that was mm. really that was really grounded. Um, a little bit more development would have been nice. Like his girlfriend, you know, the main sort of guy who's, who's uh, the Natalie, brother. That's yes, the Natalie, yeah. Natalie. She really didn't seem to be around that much until stuff started happening um, and considering she is um, the girlfriend of the brother, like you thought she would have had a bit more of an input. But then I suppose they, they'd literally all just met her then, except for him obviously. But I feel yeah, like yeah. all the characters were kind of developed enough except for her. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. Like there is a little bit rushed, but like I said, you don't get that in horror films. You don't get character development that often. See, I, I thought that was a, a really nice change because usually, or a lot of the time in horror films, there's one hell of a build-up and then everything goes down within like the last 20 mm. minutes. Whereas this one, it gets like 15 minutes in, I think 15, 20 minutes, yeah. all of a sudden, bam, you're hit with a whole load of shit and you're like, oh, whoa, what yeah. the hell is going on? Yeah, there's a lot going on. <laughs> Even from the opening, it's all puts you in the deep end straight away. Yeah, there's that, know. There's the yeah the the little the um, actual bit at the beginning. The little prelude at the beginning. Yeah, that was really interesting because you really have no idea what's going on. Mm. Um, but it's uh, after that bit, you popped out from behind your pillow. Pillow, yeah, because um, it was daylight. Um, so this this was this was before the uh, the title even came up. Yeah. He was hiding behind his pillow, popped out, and just said that left me with a whole load of questions. Which surely is good. But it's just good because then you want to carry on watching a film. I mean, if you don't want to watch a film after the title card has come up, then there's something wrong. You didn't want to watch it. No, I didn't <laughs> want to watch it, but I watched it, and it's not a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's one of those films that is difficult to watch from behind a pillow, though, because of the sound effects. 
um, they're pretty harrowing. Um, yeah, what, what did what did people think of the sound? I liked, I really liked the aero sirens. That was cool because that's mm. something that triggers kind of with everyone really. Mm. Um, Immediate danger. Yeah. 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 What, what about the um, the machete on the knee? I, do, I don't. I don't want to think about it. For <laughs> uh, for people that haven't seen this bit, uh, there's a bit where like a machete is coming through the coming through the wall and she's trying to escape and it comes through the wall and slices across the top of her knee and it's giving me chills up my spine just thinking about it but it slices across and then it's dragged slowly back out and you, you hear that drag of that blade on mm. bone and it is seriously disturbing. I think that's, that's quite different to most horror films though. You get a lot of horror films these days that do focus on the kind of big strings happening yeah. and all the music rather yeah. than the actual sound effects. Mm. Whereas I think the music, the score was actually just kind of a step back from all of the sound effects, which was kind of nice because the sound effects are the horrible bit. Even yes. cutting the meat at oh, the beginning of the film, cool. I was like, I know what I'm in for. See, that, that sound effect... Um, and the machete mm. were far, were so much louder than anything else in that film. Yeah, even the screams. <laughs> There's plenty of those. Um, yeah. yeah. I liked that a lot of the stuff you, you had no idea that was going to happen was the stuff that was in the book that he would read about after it's happened. Yeah. So that was kind of interesting that it tied into the book even, and you still had that surprise because you didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah, because the book, the witchcraft book, was done a lot better than most movies. I think I thought that was actually quite interesting, and it was a left. There was a definite air of mystery around it as well that you you don't always get. Like it's a lot of the time you go back to the origin of it all, mm. uh, yeah. like in the ring and stuff like that. Whereas with with this, it it could have happened anywhere. It's just the book was kind of literally just a little guideline. Well, I think oh, that's because that's it. iconic from the original films. Yeah. It kind of didn't need an explanation. So yeah. instead of going into its backstory and like, why is it made of skin? Yeah. It was just kind of, fucking hell, there's this book. book yeah. Holy shit. Watch Evil Dead Army of Darkness. Mm. And then you find out a little bit more history about the book. But that's, that's when the franchise gets stupid. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's brilliant. Doesn't it? it has a name, isn't it, the book? The, ne the Necronomicon. Necronomicon. Yeah, that's yeah. 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 I haven't seen the, any of the other films. Any of, this is the only film in the franchise I've seen, if you count this one. Um, so how does it compare to people who've actually seen the other films? Like, what, what was the take? There's obviously a few uh, little tributes to the original films. Mm -hmm. uh, like, that incredible shot where she sat on the cart drawing. I presume you all remember that one, right at oh, the start. Oh, right at the very start, yeah. It's kind of a hint towards Which the fact is... that she's messed up anyway. Yeah. Um. I mean, that, that's a beautiful shot. But yeah. the car she was sat on was the car from the original Evil Dead films. That's so cool. Which oh, kind yeah. of came into it and played quite a big part yeah. towards the end. Um, that's pretty cool, isn't it? And there, there was a few other little tributes as well, like... Uh, the chainsaw hand bit. Yeah. The chainsaw hand bit, which... <laughs> This, this one made sense because she put her stump, I suppose, yeah. through the actual handle. Whereas in the original, there was already a fixture for Bruce Campbell to put his hand in. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, oh, do, do all chainsaws come with that? I feel like this was the grown-up version of the original. Like, obviously, it's very different characters. It's kind of... It's a, it's a different story, really, just with homages to the original. But it's what would have happened if the original had been made as mm -hmm. a kind of a more serious yeah. film to start with. Yeah. Um, a non-Bruce Campbell version. 
Yes. Um, so I think that's why you can't really compare them because they're no. they're almost different genres. Because I'd say the original ones were kind of horror comedy kind of things. Yeah. Whereas this is more of a scary, straight up gory, straight up horror. Mm. It certainly stands out amongst all the other American remakes that yeah. have been done in horror. Yeah. Like it, the the production value is is way off the scale compared to what it usually is. Yeah. I mean, the original still scared the fuck out of me anyway. Yeah, but that's because you watched it when you were like five, so... Oh, so... <laughs> so one night, my, my dad was going to watch Evil Dead on the TV, and I was about five years old, and I was crying because I wasn't allowed to watch it. He kept telling me to go to bed. So I was sat there crying, and he said, All right, fine, watch it. <laughs> I was crying all the way through that film, all through the night. I did not sleep. And it still haunts me now. I can't actually watch the original without getting really, really scared. Flash forward 20 <laughs> years and Dan shows me the original. Uh, he is still hiding under the covers the whole time. Yeah. And I'm kind of sat there like, this is great, but I'm not scared <laughs> at all, <laughs> whatsoever. Like, I had to full on comfort you. You were shitting yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What about the Fear Factor for the new film, then, compared to the original? Fear Factor. Okay, Fear Factor for this one. Four out of five. Yes. I, th I think it could have gone a little bit further. Really? I, I don't know how, but I think it could have. The original, for me, is still a five. That's the scariest okay. film I've ever seen. I think as someone Thanks, who didn't Dad. see it when I was five, so someone <laughs> with, like, a, a non-kind of... <laughs> A normal human. Yeah, a normal human being opinion. Um, I'd say Fear Factor of the original. Um, like one, one and a half. Really? I, okay. I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was... I really loved it. Um, and I kind of... I respect it for all of the... The fact that it was trying to do all of the... Um, the special effects makeup and everything in that era. It yeah. was kind of obviously advanced for its, for its time. time. Yeah, for its time. Yeah. I didn't find it scary now. If I was in the 70s or 80s, whenever I was watching it, then I would have been freaked out. <laughs> well, you will. A fair fact for the new one. I would say, visually, fair factor would be a solid, like, yeah, four and a half. Wow. But yeah. overall? Overall, probably, yeah, four. That's really interesting, because I know I was behind the pillow for most of this movie, but I was going to say three. Because it does focus more on gore than it does on actual. Like the the reason it's the reason it's like not four or five is because it, it does rely a little bit on jump scares, and that's what that's where the fear yeah. factor comes from. It is it is intense all the way through, but it's not like it kind of like once you get over the fact that it is this one thing coming after them in the first like after the first half hour or so of the film, like the fear of it kind of like it does descend into a gore fest, and I think. Mm. Gore isn't as scary as like constant tension with other films like The Ring and stuff like that, where I think there's a constant fear in the background of those movies. Um, so I think that like The Ring for me was like a four or five because like I just, it haunted me afterwards. Uh, I mean I've just seen this. I don't know how I'm gonna react down the line, but it was more I was more scared of what was happening to them because of the sound and the visuals than I was of like the idea yeah. of it. So I think the idea, if the idea is really scary, then it gets a high rating for me. I think but they probably didn't play enough with the unknown. I mean, I think when I first watched it, it was in the dark, um, and it was yeah, a lot so of spookier atmosphere. Yeah. yeah. Um, and looking back on then, I was shit scared, and it haunted me afterwards for ages. 
but I do think they didn't play enough with the unknown, like the abomination coming back at the end. It's kind of, it's pretty freaky until you actually see her face and it's just yeah. a normal woman. Yeah, yeah. Like, if they'd kept it as this weird form that was all, like, twisted and twitchy and horrible, yeah. that would have been a lot scarier. I think with exorcism yeah. type stuff, which is kind of like, this what it harks back to, like the exorcist and all that kind of thing, that, when it is just a demonic voice talking at you, I don't think that's as scary as something lurking around the corner. Mm. Um, and mm. a lot of the movie is the demonic exorcism type. Yeah, a lot of what she says you. as well isn't really that terrifying. Well, I think that's where the humour kind of bled in from the original, yeah. supposedly. When mm-hmm. when she was, because it's, it's it's the whole like it's it. the whole filth, isn't it? That comes from the original Exorcist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where it's just all it's all smart that she's saying for that. It's all really like it's it's less like scary. It's more just kind of like shock factor. Although um, your sister's being raped in hell, that is quite visceral. Mm. That is quite visceral. Um, and they did a lot. They didn't. They didn't do the, the head turn right round. I was waiting for it, but they, they didn't turn the head right round like they did in the Exorcist. But you know the jilts and stuff like that. They were. They were actually quite. They were actually quite creepy. Um, yeah. Because that, that sort of thing can come across as quite funny sometimes. But it's a bit more. Yeah. Realistic because people kind of would do that, even if you're not possessed by a demon. Yeah. You know what I mean. Um. Yeah. I, I was just really pleased that the plot kind of stuck to its roots, really. Like, not not yeah. the original film, but like, in what it set out to do, like, it, it didn't veer off like a lot of horror films tend to do in the finale act, where it just all hell breaks loose, like, you know, Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> <laughs> that sort of affects the fear factor a little bit, because after a while it did get a bit predictable, but I still felt like they were piling on the gore and the, you know, mm. you think, oh, it's sort of finished now, that wasn't so bad, and then boom. It just sort of throws a whole... It does, yeah. You know, the whole ending just sort of comes at you. And actually, what you said about it being predictable, the bit before he resurrects his sister, you were kind of like, well, why is he doing that? I mean, that's fucking stupid. Yeah. And then you saw that he'd, like, homemade a defibrillator. Yeah. And that was kind of... That was something that was new. That was a different take. That was was different, yeah. I'd like to know the actual science behind that. Um, but <laughs> I wasn't going to question it. I'd like to meet someone who could actually home make a defibrillator, just yeah. casually. That's uh, well done. Although he's a mechanic, so maybe that's yeah. fine. I, mean, I think you watched Pop Fiction <laughs> a few days before going to that cabin. Yeah. There are witches running around, I'm not going to question the defibrillator. What did we think of the way it was actually made? Excellent. I mean, I love the, the shots towards the beginning when He's reading out the passages, and you got that fast camera angle through the woods before you know it comes up to mm. it comes up to the Mia character. I thought that was pretty uh, pretty excellent. That's another homage to the original, actually. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. that's that's probably. Oh yeah, that's quite like a Sam Raimi thing because he even does that in Spider-Man Two. Remember, okay. you know the bit yeah. when Doc Ock's on the table, robotic arms start like coming to life, and it's all like POVs of them coming around and like. That's cool. <clears throat> but I think I think the film as a whole, looks beautiful it does, in a yeah. strange sort of I way. I think it's shot mm. better than <laughs> most kind of high-budget Oscar bait kind of films, to be honest. Yeah. And I think it's yeah. a lot more original in its shooting style as well, which is nice to see. I completely agree with that. I actually picked up on a metaphor today as oh. well. I don't oh. do metaphors at all. She will say <laughs> a metaphor and I'll be like, what, I, I didn't even know that was happening. Um, but we discussed before that Every film has like its own colour. This colour seemed to be quite brown. Could that link to the heroine that she was on? 
Maybe. That's yeah, really, that's that's good. So actually. maybe we're viewing the film through a kind of hazy heroin vision, and we're wondering, is it real or not? Maybe this is all in her head. Maybe none of it actually happened, because she's the only one that gets it out of life. So. Oh, that's deep. <laughs> so, <laughs> just saying, like, <laughs> I'm not going to elaborate. <laughs> maybe she killed them. Maybe she actually did kill them, and this was just she just needed a reason to. I mean, there's, I'm sure there's fan theories all over the place about this, and I should have read them before we did this. But Keep so, where, where does it sit for you in the franchise? Then, I mean, you've got like you've got outside Ash, Ash versus Evil Dead <laughs> and the original Evil Dead films and the TV series stuff like that. So, just just out of curiosity, Do you mean okay, and not timeline, just in in terms of like whether it's his favorite or not. Like, well, I I see it as it, it it is part of the same franchise, but I see it as two almost different universes. Okay. Like, uh, what Rodeo said earlier, when the remake, the 2013 version, was the grown-up version of what Evil Dead is, mm-hmm. mm. um, I think it's two separate things, and I enjoy them both as much as each other. The original is more the sort of comedy, horror, and especially if you watch Ash versus The Evil Dead, yeah. they totally play on that, and if you haven't seen it, Definitely watch it. It's brilliant. It was um, kind of like um, Nightmare on Elm Street because that was a very serious original film, and then you know after what the seventh film, whatever, it kind of got a bit ridiculous. I and still get freaked out film. by anyone in the striped jumper. It's the worst. But it's sort of a similar thing, isn't it? You know. So overall, then, I mean, what was your rating going to be? Overall rating. Overall. Out of, out ten. of ten, I think my rating would probably be a nine. I think it sounds incredible. I think it looks incredible. Uh, the practical effects in it are just, well, incredible. Um, <laughs> I think the only thing that let it down was we saw the abomination's face. That was the only thing. That's true. Um, the one thing I'm going to say though is usually you want a lot of the violence to happen off screen because it is scarier. Whereas it was actually more horrific on screen this time. Well, I think yeah, that, that, when it was released in that sort of time, even like now, people were, you know, getting bored of that. They want to see more. And it is, I mean, it is a remake, but like for it to be such a refreshing remake. And it was generally like terrifying. Yeah. So what's your rating? I'll give it an eight and a half. I think it was, you know, production value is outstanding. Storyline's a bit, meh, but overall, I think it's pretty excellent. What you radio? I would probably give it an 8 because I thought the practical effects were incredible. I thought every every frame in it could have been a picture. So in terms of production value and the kind of the skill involved in making it, it was incredible. But I do think uh, Natalie, the girlfriend, her character just wasn't developed at all, which was kind of it stuck out because the others kind of were to an extent. Mm-hmm. The Abomination's face didn't want to see that because I wanted to be afraid of what I didn't know about it. And I also feel like it could have had more psychological tension throughout probably. But I do agree, I like the way that it's kind of, it went straight in from the start. It didn't kind of dick around with, you know, jump scares that don't actually mean anything early on. So in terms of that, I think it's easily one of the best horror films I've ever seen. Not the best though, which is why I'm giving it an eight. I'm I'm gonna give it, a 7.5. Oof. We, we really are counting down, aren't we? We're, we're counting down <laughs> because it's so refreshing to have something completely different because most horror films 
I would rate a bit lower. So, because it is like you said, like just touching everything you've all said, it's, it's beautiful, it looks amazing, the sound design is flawless. Um, story is a massive deal for me. So, the fact that the story it does end up just being a bit of a predictable line of who's next to be possessed and who's next to possess the next person yeah. uh, was the basic plot line through the most of the film. And I think that. That is the one thing that, that lowers it a little bit for me, but it was still, it's it's definitely, um, you're cringing all the way through it, but for the right reasons, that's what I would say. So a yeah. 7.5. It's nice. Okay, so I think overall rating on average about an 8 from us? Yeah, yeah. 8.1. Yeah. Alright, 8.1 is the overall rating. Um, and I think Fear Factor, what, about 4? I'd go with 3.9. I think 3.9, yeah. 3.9. There you go. Fear Factor. L5. Yeah. Yeah. So if you like horror films and you haven't seen this one, uh, definitely check it out and check out the originals as well because they are brilliant and once you see the original you will be hooked on the franchise and you'll yes. automatically be a massive fan. Um, also check out the series, uh, Ash vs. The Evil Dead. There are two series out now. That's it from us, I think. Yeah, that's yeah. it, yeah. that's it. That's it from us. Uh, thanks for watching In The Frame and tune in for more episodes coming up where we're going to review classic films, uh, new releases as well. We're going to try and get one of those in every month. Um, stay tuned. Thanks.